welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers, all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. Morning, Craig. How you doing? I see you bopping over there. You're kind of like, you know, doing that little bit of the hey, remember how, stepping. Hey, remember how we changed seats because you were complaining because you were too hot, too cold? As soon as you started ripping on this thing this morning, I felt like you went up there and turned like we're sitting on an airline and this cold air just, it feels good. Okay, last time it was too hot. This time, <laughs> or too cold. This time it was too hot. It's like I'm I'm riding. in menopause. Leave me alone. It's... <laughs> It's like it's like we're the Goldilocks studio. It's gotta be just right. So yeah, we're well, we're here today. It is Monday, right? It's Monday, right? Yeah, yes. I can't remember. Fantastic. This is going to be gosh, it's we're coming up in the end of November. We're almost into December. Can you believe it? Yeah, here we are thinking like no one knows this, no one wanna be on our show, and here we are rocking. We're what used to be like one day out, we're begging for people, and now we're like, yeah, we've got we're packed yeah, out until January, right? Until January, so yeah, we still got a few weeks that we're good, and by that time, by the time, yeah, it'll probably be sometime in January. But anyways, you are Craig Lyson, last name included, mm-hmm. with yes, Vets Growth. I should give a bogus phone number, but I won't. It's four zero seven seven five four. Five seven seven nine. Yeah, you said he had a new number last time, and I'm like, "Oh, really? You got a new number? No, you moron!" I, oh, okay. I say new because it's improved. Yeah, right. So, uh, and I'm Tim Proctor with GRP Studios here in Longwood, Florida. Four zero seven seven eight two five nine six nine or Tim at grpstudios.com. Please feel free to reach out to us and complain, critique, do whatever you want to. Well, make sure that we have this correct. I take the compliments. You take the complaints. Sure. Okay. Yeah, great. we can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Because real leaders handle all the problems. Even though they then, don't have the right answers, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, then you refer them back right to answers. me. Uh, we're really happy to have a young lady in here today from the UCF. Well, we'll, we'll let her follow that. Miss Carol Ann Dykes-Logue. And we've got about 10 minutes to get these titles in here. But she's basically <laughs> the Director of Programs and Operations for Innovation Districts and Incubation Program at UCF. Title today was The Birth of a Baby Bouncing Business. So we're going to talk about new businesses and what business owners can do. But you're also the interim manager of Team Orlando Central Florida Tech Grove. You are correct. Wow. Carol, well, thanks for coming in today. I know you've got a lot on your plate, so we really appreciate you taking the time to come in here today. Welcome. Thank you so much. And Tim, Craig, one of the things that I love to do is to have an opportunity to share with our community more and perhaps correct information about what we're doing at UCF to help grow our local economy. And the opportunity to talk a little bit about the Tech Grove is very exciting, too. Cool. That is a new initiative that we have with Team Orlando. Awesome. That is fantastic. And there is really so much going on in Central Florida. Central Florida is, is it one of the largest now enrollment universities in the country? Is that what they say? We topped 72,000 students this fall. Can we have a better football team with 72,000 No, we, we get a great football team. <laughs> we, <laughs> it is, it we is. We have a very <laughs> dedicated football team. It's, you know, it's a challenge, obviously, right. not for all of our students, our student athletes included. But we're very proud of all of our students. It, it is. My brother-in-law is a huge UCF fan. Some of his daughters have gone there. But it's he'll get, he'll critique me severely that I, I made fun of UCF. But we do root for UCF. 
I'm up from up north, so I typically don't root for local. Mm-hmm. My wife is a University of Florida fan. Christy, the young lady that you have, you'll meet her shortly, is a University of Florida graduate. So we do. You can have we, multiple allegiances. Yeah. I say my blood runs brown. I'm first and foremost an Arkansas Razorback and then an LSU Tiger really? right behind that. I so was on I, the faculty at University of Florida before I was recruited to UCF. I've got a quadrant and of, I, of holy colors cow. here. <laughs> you, you don't know somebody until you get them on these shows. Well, we understand that you were also a cheerleader. So oh. did you have to do the suey thing? Of the course. Arkansas? I've got the hat to prove it. You oh, bet. man. Yeah. You know, we won't, we won't make you do that today. But tell us about, first, how do people get a hold of you? If they say, I Thank need you. to contact Carol, I need to talk to her. How do they get a hold Absolutely. of you? Absolutely. And it's really easy. You can jump on Google and put in incubator, UCF, and we will pop right up our website, www.incubator.ucf.edu. Very simple. If you want to call the main number of the office, it's 407-635-9880. 407-635-9880. Get those pom-poms out. That's... (laughs) That sounds like a little jingle. And my email is on the website along with that of all the rest of my team that manage our How many people is in your team? We have a total of about 12. We are a lean team because, and this is another thing I'm happy to explain to your audience, and I always have an ask when I do one of these presentations. We do what we do because we have extraordinary help from this community in terms of volunteers, advisors, and mentors, and professional service providers that help us. And I look forward to telling you more about that. I can't wait to hear this. I'm stuck. Let's just focus on her. Yeah, We're we're not even here. Yeah, we're not even even here. What is your background? Just give us a couple of minutes of your background. What is your passion? I think like many people, it took me a while to discover perhaps not what my passion was, but what my gift was. I am a proud farm girl from Arkansas. It's a very small rural community, needless to say, that I'm very grateful for the opportunity of growing up in that environment. Very few people these days have the chance to experience that, I think, but it really does give you a solid grounding. And I go back to my little hometown in Arkansas, and nothing much has changed. Anybody that you're not related to knows you, you can't get away with anything, that sort of thing. I went to college fully intending to go to medical school. My undergraduate degree is actually in biology, pre-med. Oh, wow. Did a little bit of education courses along the way to understanding from having grown up in a family of teachers that you're always an educator no matter what you're doing in life. Thought that might be helpful. While I was in college, I did a little bit of work part-time in the library at the University of Arkansas, and really found myself fascinated, just fascinated by this whole world of how you organize, retrieve, access, use knowledge and information. Now, keep in mind, and a lot of your listeners may not understand this or relate to this, this was before we had Google and the internet and a lot of that, or at least very few of us did, right? You actually had to use card catalogs. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and yeah. use books on oh, the shelves, yeah. right? It was wonderful. I found myself facing a dilemma, therefore. I love medicine. I love healthcare. But I was really liking this whole world of information science. Then I discovered I could go to Louisiana State University and get a master's degree in library science focused on healthcare. 
So you combine the two. I combine the two. Isn't and that... I tell students that I talk to, so many times I'm talking to high school students or even our collegiate students, they feel torn between, I really like this, maybe it's an area of business, or I really like this, maybe it's a technology area. They said, I don't know which one to choose. I say, don't. The real world is integrated out there. Almost everything that you're interested in, you can find a path to combine it and utilize those skills and those passions that you like. And that's what happened to me. I went to LSU and got my uh, degree. I applied for one job when I was about ready to graduate and was so incredibly blessed to have a chance to go back to Arkansas, to Little Rock, to the University of Arkansas Medical School there, where I was for four years and was working with hospitals all over the country and supporting a lot of our doctors and teaching some classes to our medical students and living in this world of healthcare and innovation in, in healthcare. But being in a role that allowed me to stay on top of new knowledge and new information and share that and help other people access that, maybe you can kind of see where that laid the groundwork for what I do now, which is helping. I teach. I teach entrepreneurs. I coach entrepreneurs. I help them get access to information and knowledge and understand what it means. Help them be smarter so they can grow faster and be more successful. Very much what educators do. Wow. That, I missed that class. I missed that <laughs> class. So is it legal for you to be a Razorback and go to LSU? Is that even legal? <laughs> it's legal. Just, you know, when they're playing each other, uh-huh. Who do you I have for? to. Uh, you have to root for Razorbacks, It's right? Razorbacks. You know, Always. That, That's it, my heart. Can you give us just some of the programs that are available to small businesses mm-hmm. through what you do? I'd like to answer that with a little bit broader context, frankly. Absolutely. Because you're, you're the guest. It's your it, show. We're just going to sit here. And I'll just take it over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We are so fortunate in this community to have the breadth of organizations and programs and services that we have to support anyone that's thinking about, is, has started a business. At every stage, there are programs and organizations out there to help you move forward. You have to want the help. I'm going to say that again. You have to acknowledge that you need help. You have to not be afraid to talk about what you're going to do, what your solution is. That's that's, a, a that's another whole oh, show a, we could do. Um, yeah. Let's just start with an organization that's tied to UCF, supported by UCF. That's the National Entrepreneur Center. Pretty much all virtual now, but it is a physical place down at Fashion Square Mall with incredible organizations, the SCORE chapter which is made up of extraordinary, experienced business executives, some retired, some still working, who give of their time to volunteer to help guide and coach those that want to be entrepreneurs or who are entrepreneurs, small business owners. Our UCF Small Business Development Center, an award-winning program nationally with specialized programs for companies that want to go into government contracting business at any level, advisory board council programs for volunteer advisory boards, all kinds of specialized services. We have Starter Studio in town, which is a co-working slash accelerator program. Some of the listeners may not understand the difference between accelerator and incubator and a co-working space. They all are very complimentary. We won't go into that right now, but Starter Studio is a great program with help and some funding if you get to a certain point. 
Orlando Tech Council, which operates under the Orlando Economic Partnership. I sit on the Tech Council, and one of the programs we run is called Orlando Tech Connect. Many highly innovative technology companies, they get their initial product development, they've got a prototype, they may have one or two early customers, but they really need that first key customer to get some market traction and have credibility in the marketplace. It's hard. You got to find somebody to take a risk on you. It's got to be somebody that's got a pain point big enough that they're willing to take that risk. We've set up a program called Orlando Tech Connect. What we do in that program is we meet first with bigger companies and organizations in the community. Disney, Tupperware, construction companies, Orlando Magic, City Soccer, KPMG. We're talking to all these organizations. We've said, what are you struggling to solve? What do you really need help with? Then we are matching some of our younger, early stage, highly innovative companies, putting them in front of them to see if there might be a potential match, even just for a pilot project or some great feedback. Just some examples there. Let me come back now to the UCF Business Incubation Program. Surprises some people to hear that we've been at this for about 20 years. We're pretty well known in the community in a lot of ways. We've graduated hundreds of companies that have come through our program. They're out there in the community growing, creating jobs, hiring people, driving a lot of economic impact. We have seven physical incubator facilities around the Metro Orlando area. Four of those are very focused on their respective geographic areas and very focused on serving those communities where they reside. Those are in Daytona, Winter Springs, Kissimmee, and East Orlando. Those four locations are what we call mixed use, which means we'll look at just about any kind of company other than we don't do retail, we can't handle clinical operations, we don't do nonprofits. There are some criteria there. You do need to be a for-profit company with a solution for a problem that really exists. You need to be able to articulate what that problem is and why your solution may be better than what's out there. But in those locations, we'll look at those really early stage companies. And I want to emphasize that word. We don't bring in as clients an individual thinking about starting a business. We're going to send those folks to some of the great organizations I just talked about earlier, SCORE, Small Business Development Center, maybe Prospera, which works with Hispanic businesses, Black Business Investment Fund that does a phenomenal job and some other organizations. But if you have a company and you've done a little homework to really understand what the market is, how you want to move forward, we would love to to talk to you. Now, I mentioned we have seven incubators. Mm -hmm. I just talked about four of them, right? The other three which are in the Central Florida Research Park adjacent to the main UCF campus in East Orange County. Our Life Sciences Incubator in Lake Nona, it is a level two biotech incubator. Anybody in the audience that's in Life Sciences will know what that means. It means that we have facilities capable of handling viruses, bacteria, organic material for research. That's what you do in biotech. And we have a number of companies down there actually working on highly innovative solutions for COVID and COVID diagnostic. We have Research Park, we have Lake Nona, and in the heart of downtown Orlando is our other incubator, our seventh one. Those three anchor what we call our innovation districts at UCF. Two years ago, we 
looked at our incubation program. We looked at what was happening in the community. We looked at what was happening at UCF. We stepped back like any smart business. We see ourselves as a business. We need to be a good model for our companies. We thought, how is our market changing? What might we need to stop doing? What do we need to do differently to really continue to do the great job we do supporting the economic growth in this community and being good stewards of the public dollars that we get from our local city, county governments, which, by the way, we give a 12 to 1 return on every dollar that comes into our program from the public sector. That goes back to the community in terms of taxes, indirect jobs created. We're very proud of that but we always want to do better. We looked around the community. We identified very quickly three sectors of the community where we have a UCF campus, the main campus in East Orange County, our health sciences campus in Lake Nona, which is rapidly growing, and our new downtown campus that opened a little over a year ago. We have clusters of technology and industry either existing or emerging in those three areas. Whenever you have a strong university academic presence, you tend to have clusters of industry and technology innovation that develop in proximity to a campus. That's true around the world. We also happen to have incubators. That drove the identification of what we call these innovation districts. The purpose of an innovation district is to focus on certain communities and bring together all the parts and pieces of those communities to help collectively grow those sectors. For example, Craig, you're familiar with what goes on out in the east part of county and our extraordinary modeling simulation defense industry community, which is much bigger than just the modeling and simulation. We have large companies out there. We have small companies out there. We have individual starting companies. We have companies that relocate or want to relocate to that area. We have lots of academic research, very leading edge in that area. We have the military presence, all the parts and pieces, but there's room for more connectivity to integrate all that, to drive more collaborative innovation and more partnering between organizations to identify needs, develop solutions, and move those solutions forward into the marketplace. Same thing in Lake Nona. Our companies down there in our life sciences incubators, some of them are partnering with UCF faculty. Others are reaching out to some of the other research organizations there. UF has a research organization there. Nemours does research, obviously. The Veterans Administration is down there. There are more and more companies coming into that community and more and more connectivity developing that we're a part of helping make happen. Downtown, our district down there is a very digital innovation-focused community. A lot of smart city technology, travel, tourism, hospitality technology, virtual and augmented reality, gaming development. Our UCF Florida Interactive Entertainment Academy is right there, which is a master's, actually one of, it may be the number one ranked master's program in the world for gaming development. It's very well known and very highly respected. Of course, we have Full Sail and other great programs in in the community too. Hopefully, that helps give you a little bit of a mental picture, a verbal picture of wow. what, how the incubation program at UCF is helping drive the growth and development of business. 
if I have a few more minutes, I'll well, do. Well, actually, I tell you what, hold on to those Stop thoughts because right we're gonna we're gonna let you Come take back. a drink of water. We're gonna try and digest some of the information we've gotten, which is fantastic. A whole lot more than I thought we were gonna get. So, and we're I know we're just we're like the Titanic. We're not going down like the Titanic, <laughs> but we've got, we've hit the tip of the iceberg for that. So. We're going to come right back to you here shortly, and then we'll see, goodness, what else she might be able to tell us. I should have, I should have recorded all this. Yeah, Do we even record it on this? Yeah. <laughs> I can Stay probably tuned. repeat The it. guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. I'm Craig with Vets Growth, also known as Veterans Business Alliance. We specialize in advertising consulting, marketing, and public relations. Vets Growth is all about persistence, inspiration, innovation, and strategy. Your success is my passion. Contact me by phone at 407-754-5779. Vets Growth, the power of one network. We are back again for the second half of the business incubator session today, podcast today. It's the birth of a bouncing baby business. I don't know why that's the title for it. I just made it up. Is you that, make okay? things up all the time. I make stuff up all the time. Everybody coined that one. Probably yeah. because of the word incubator. That's, yes, that's, that's evo- true. That evokes a certain image. Right, the birth Either of a the business. prenatal See? incubator or that egg in a chicken hatchery, yeah, which just a little bit so of that's trivia. Coming, the medical's coming out of you now. It is. It is. It is. A little bit of trivia here, though. The first business incubator in the U.S. back in the 1950s was actually in a converted chicken hatchery up in New York. See, that's something we did not know. We tried to bring value to the podcast. So now if that ever comes up on a question. On a trivia on a game trivia or game, something, yes. What was the first? Well, That'll be the I, only answer I know. Yeah, that's the only answer we know. That's fine. That's fine. Well, we are really pleased. Tim Proctor with GRP Studios and Mr. Craig, I guess I'm here. I'm, I'm, keep, I'm, I'm just taking everything she's talking to. Is trying to get it soaked in. Hey, Vets Growth, uh, we try to help entrepreneurs and small businesses to connect. And we are pleased to have Miss Carol Ann Dykes Logue in the in the studio today with the UCF. And you know, you've got a ton of titles, so we're just going to say you're a you're a top dog at UCF. I'm we'll a startup just, we'll mom. That's what they call me. A at startup home. mom. At work. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and you, well, actually, I should probably say former cheerleader Carol Ann Dykes Logue from Arkansas. You have been in Central Florida for quite a while. You mm-hmm. when did you come to Central Florida, and how did you get here? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll won't give you the long version of the story because I actually moved to Florida from San Diego, courtesy of the Marine Corps. I was not a member of the Corps. My husband was. Ended up in Gainesville, actually, the University of Florida. Walked in the door there and said, I'm here. Do you need anybody like me with my background and all this life sciences, information science? No, not really. They called me the next day and said, actually, we do. Can you come to work for us? I worked in the library for a year before I got a call from the College of Engineering at University of Florida. It said, we really need you. You have some pretty unique skills. Therefore, I transitioned to the College of Engineering where I was faculty for a number of years working for a center started by NASA. I spent about 16 years working as a direct support contractor to NASA in their technology transfer and commercialization work. 
we served the entire Southeast, nine states, on behalf of the NASA field centers, NASA innovators, understanding all that incredible technology coming out of NASA, reaching out to businesses, particularly smaller entrepreneurial businesses, to help them through the process of licensing, partnering with NASA to take that incredible technology and commercialize it. We would help the companies with that commercialization plan as well and funding strategies, government grants, all sorts of things. Did some of that same work with universities as well. It was because of a lot of that work that I was spending a lot of time at UCF because UCF was one of the subcontractors I managed. We had a person at UCF who helped reach out to the Orlando community on behalf of the work we were doing for NASA, as well as a couple of other agencies. We did some work with some DOD labs and Department of Energy labs as well. The folks at UCF who had started the incubation program, I knew Dr. O'Neill, Dr. MJ Swallow. Out of the blue, I got a call and said, we really could use your help. Would you consider coming to UCF? I wasn't sure I really wanted to leave Gainesville and UF. I thought, okay, God, I guess you, what, yeah, what's this all about, you know? After a few months, I decided that this was where I needed to be, and it's been a wonderful, joyful ride. Since 2002? Two, actually, wow. yeah. So almost Hello. 20 years you have been here. Who knew? Have you changed, you talked about changing what you have done as an organization, mm -hmm. as a business yourself. What other changes are you seeing coming or have you seen in the past 10 years? There's some fundamental things that haven't changed, Tim. I think I'll start with that, Craig. The essence of what we do has not changed. Myself, my team, every day we have one key focus. It is to help those young companies that we're supporting in our program be smarter, grow faster, stay alive. That last one's very important and actually very valid. Year after year after year, our International Professional Association, the surveys they do, continue to validate the fact that companies that come through an incubation program like ours if they are able to successfully make it through that first stage and get into the marketplace, and there are lots of reasons companies don't, but companies that graduate from an incubation program, 90% plus are still in business five years later. And we've seen that, our data with our graduate companies, companies that have come through, grown up, had to move out because they were growing so fast or were acquired or whatever. The vast, vast majority, over 90% of them, are still in business. That is what we go to work to do every day. How we do it, who we partner with. There are new programs and new resources that come along all the time. New ways to help support companies. There's new technologies to use. There's new resources to use. There are new members of the community to engage as mentors, professional service providers, lawyers, accountants, risk managers, HR experts, whoever it is that we need to bring in to help our companies be smarter and make better decisions. We constantly are evaluating that, but fundamentally what we do does not change. And that's, that again, that'll tie into the tip of the day. We're going to remember it this time, but that ties into the tip of the day later on about you haven't changed the foundation for how you do things. You might change how you get to the end the result. Method. The method. The method to get there. But basically sure. underneath, this is your this is your foundation for what you do. Correct. So does it cost for, for an entrepreneur to It costs to run a business. And it part does. a big part of our responsibility to our young companies is to help them be very cognizant 
of the real cost of running a business. I mentioned earlier that we have physical incubator facilities. 98% of our clients at any that are with us at any given time are in our facilities leasing space for their business operations, office space, in a few cases, highly specialized laboratory space as well. With great flexibility, they are paying us rent, and it is market rate. One of the worst things we could do would be to subsidize rent because that's not the real cost of running a business. They need to understand what it costs for space. It's going to be much more complicated out in the real world, and they're not going to have the flexibility that they have with us. They're going to get into a longer-term lease and all that kinds of things. But we charge pretty much market rate for rent. It's all one price. It includes internet and all the services for the most part. And extraordinary connectivity, all the coaching, the credibility. I want to mention that we have a lot of companies that have educated us about that value of our program too. The UCF stamp on a company carries some weight. The stamp of our program, because we've been around a long time and surprises us how many people around the country know about our incubation program and what we do. That says to a potential customer, a potential collaborator, a potential investor, a potential partner that you must have something worthwhile because you've been vetted and you've been accepted in a, to a program that's not that easy to get into. What are you most proud of? You get, you've already alluded to it a little bit about you go to work every single day mm-hmm. for one reason. What are you most proud of with what you're doing through this program? If you can pick, if you can pick one or what are you most yeah. proud of? I am most proud of the vast number of companies that we can drive around Research Park, we can drive around other parts of this community, we can see their names on buildings, we can see their names on signs of buildings, we read about them in the Sentinel, Orlando Business Journal, the Florida High Tech Corridor News, and as we watch them continue to grow and change people's lives, either because of the solutions that they have in the marketplace the job opportunities they're creating, that feeds right back into our mission as a university. We're providing opportunities for our students to stay in this community and work. We have lots of students that work in our incubator companies while they're students as part-time employees getting phenomenal experience. On the job training. On the job training and going on to be hired. That internship that used to be so prevalent years ago, you don't see that as much anymore. So then you turn that around and you are then allowed to enjoy the success that you've been a part of. It's like raising kids. I I tell a lot of times, I use the analogy of what we do very much like raising kids. If you have children, I'm sure many of your Mm -hmm. listeners do, they graduate from high school and you send them off. Maybe you send, maybe, maybe, (laughs) yeah. If you send (laughs) college to a technical school, maybe. I hope a lot more students go to technical colleges, whatever. Mm -hmm. But what have we tried to do while they were with us at home? We've tried to teach them life skills, tried to instill some values in them, tried to teach them critical thinking, decision-making skills, hopefully some communication skills, all sorts of things that we think will be useful to them when they leave us and are out there on our own. That is very much what we are doing with companies in the business incubation program. Going back to what I said, help them be smarter. (laughs) grow faster, learn how to make decisions, how to ask questions, 
to understand that if you do not acknowledge that you don't know, you are never going to move forward. What's our key phrase? We've said it over and over and over again. You don't know what you don't know until you realize you don't know it. And a lot of it's not because you haven't done research. There's you just, just too much to know. There's too much to know when you come in as a small business owner. And I bought an existing business that was well-established, been here since 74, from a gentleman that's a, a legend in the industry here in Central Florida. But there was still, oh, I didn't know that. And it's a billion, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't know that. So how do I fix it? How do I figure it out? So then we partner with people smarter than we are. Mm-hmm. And which, that's not a real stretch for either one of us is it partner with somebody smarter than us. Coachability but, is actually the primary thing we screen applicant companies for. We've heard that before too from either David or Phil Zeman. Uh, yeah, there's the a lot of people in your, in your world that have brought this to our attention so we can bring it out to the listeners of the listening method has changed. You're talking about having a business, a place to conduct business when right now with our new world changes, people are working out of their home and getting just the same as productivity, Zoom. Mm -hmm. You got all these technology things that you can use and save money versus sitting in an office. Mm -hmm. What do you see going forward for future expansion for this program? What What is your vision for this? We actually have some vision in place and some very early stage conversations underway. There are other parts of this community that have some identifiable existing or emerging clusters of technology and industry. For example, Seminole County is a hub of fintech activity already. Mm-hmm. We have some fintech companies in our downtown incubator, but we are in conversations with some key companies and other organizations about a fintech accelerator incubator program in Seminole County. We certainly envision that eventually with Neo City and Bridge down in Osceola County, the extraordinary vision and commitment of Osceola County government down there behind all that, that the advanced manufacturing, the sensor, advanced materials world of innovation will continue to evolve and thrive. We see ourselves being a key part of that. The Space Coast, we already have a number of companies in our incubation program that are very engaged in the commercial and defense space and aerospace worlds. We see that continuing to be a growth area for us to focus on too. And for those of your listeners that don't know, UCF was largely founded as a space and defense focused university. In fact, the original proposed name for UCF was the Space University. There you go. When, when was that initiated? When, when did they come up with that? What year? The legislation that created UCF was signed in 1963. Our first class uh, kicked off in 1968. Of course, our first official name was Florida Technological University, and then we changed. I just wrote an article for I4 Business Magazine that was in the previous issue, actually, about UCF in space, if you you want to go read a little bit more. We've had some ties with The Ohio State University, and you know my feelings about being hard to Mm -hmm. say that word, The Ohio State University. (laughs) but. It was called, Michigan State was the Cow College, that's mm-hmm. because it was an agricultural college, right. and that's what they called it. That was the, the nickname that, sure. that school down south gave Michigan State University. So, again, tell people how to get a hold of you if they want to, which they want. They oh, want 407-635-9880 or www.incubator.ucf.edu. And you're, those of you that are listening, feel free to contact the 
site managers of the incubator closest to you. When you go on our website, you'll see the multiple locations. If you're in Osceola County, you can call Esther down there at uh, the Kissimmee Incubator. We've seen UCF come through the Seminole County Chamber. I'm mm-hmm. a part of the, uh, the Seminole County Chamber. We've seen you come out to quite a few of the state of the county mm-hmm. events and speakers yeah. for the for the Lake Mary event they have at Seminole County. They're and a great again, partner, Seminole County can, has been. For they're a long growing. Time. They're a tremendously powerful chamber, mm-hmm. and we're discovering that as we get more and more involved with them. How do you use, what's your relationship with chambers? Do you love to, to work with chambers, mm-hmm. or is mm-hmm. it, how do you work with them? Chambers, like many other organizations in the community, are resources for us, for our companies. UCF has a representation in every chamber. I've, over the years, been very involved in the East Orlando Chamber of Commerce, certainly. There are lots of great resources, whether it's programs, networking, finding service providers through chambers. We like to do business with people in our community. Certainly our companies do. Yeah. So we turn to chambers a lot of times to, to find connectivity for our clients. I tell you, there is so much information from your programs that you have. I know I, I, we really have basically just the tip of the iceberg for what you can provide. And we are tremendously glad that I know this is your connection, Craig, that you got Miss Caroline to come in here and yeah, she saved my bacon many a times when I was in the hotel. Basement. So you're <laughs> can I make two requests? Absolutely, you can make ten requests. That's fine. Go oh, ahead. let me look at get oh, my oh, list okay. out. It's <laughs> great. Oh, I opened up that box, but go ahead. One request is if you are listening to this podcast and you are a experienced entrepreneurial business leader who has built a highly successful company and you have the scars to show for it, the exciting stories to tell about it. One of the things that we are working very diligently on building is our mentor network. We have formalized that program. We've evolved it and changed it a little bit. We would love to hear a little bit about you. You can connect with me on LinkedIn if you like. I'm pretty easy to find on there if that's an easier way for you. The other request that I have of the two of you is we did not get to talking about the Central Florida Tech Grove. I would love an opportunity to come on and share with your listeners about that exciting new initiative on behalf of Team Orlando here, which is all four military commands driving a lot of great innovation. The Tech Grove is a physical and virtual place to offer small businesses, innovative companies, particularly those that have never thought about or haven't tried or had difficulty trying doing business with the defense community, helping get those incredible ideas that you have in front of our military program leaders who need solutions. That can be a daunting task to try and go after government contracts. It It can be tremendously overwhelming. And absolutely... Heck yeah, we'd like to have you back here and talk about that because, that, again, that's a whole other area we didn't even go into Absolutely. with that. But before we forget again today, What's Mr. What's the tip Craig, of the day, Craig? Uh, Craig? Tim? Yeah, Tim? Tim, Craig. Craig. <laughs> like you. She alluded to it early, which is great. And again, this is one of those divine providence things, I suppose. I'll take credit for it. But basically, the entrepreneur is always searching for a change. They respond to that change, and then they exploit it as an opportunity. Now, I've never been a big one of just, we change for change's sake. And I hate it when somebody says, well, we're going to change this. Why? Well, we want to see if it works. 
Okay, no, that's just changing. They use the same for things because it's always been like that. Or, or yeah, it's, but what yeah. do I say? I mean, you have. I said change nothing, nothing changes. I have changed so much that I have seen my business grow because I've made a lot of valuable changes from people like Carolyn. And you answered the question today because you haven't changed your why, and you necessarily haven't. You might have changed a little bit of how you're going about it. You're getting different. You're using different avenues to get the final result, mm -hmm. but you haven't changed your foundation, your structure of who you are, what you do, and why you do it. But as an entrepreneur, you're right. We are a perfect example. Right now, things have changed a little bit, so we've had to up our game and change how we do things. We did a fantastic event last month or earlier this month for John Rivers, Four Rivers, Four Roots Foundation at Orlando Science Center, which the Orlando Science Center is mm, just growing phenomenal. and changing. Yeah, Fantastic facility. We're doing some virtually pro virtual programming with them, but we've had to change our game, our Commitment to quality and how we do things still remains the same. We're just finding different ways to do it. So as we roll out of here, what else can people know about Carol and Dyke Slogue, the cheerleader from <laughs> Arkansas? Well, I am the mom of, I'm very proud mom of three amazing children. Um, one who just uh, graduated from medical school. He and his wife both are doctors up in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, another one who's about to go to law school. And a third uh, stepdaughter who's about to get married. We're very excited about that. My husband's a 20-year Marine Corps veteran. Very proud of that. Thank you. Hoorah. Hoorah. Thank you. I yeah. did not know that. We did not and know that. And the CEO of a defense contracting company. He signed up for lifetime coaching when he married me. Yes. Yeah, we did not. We, that's great. You're going to sign. You're going to get. You're going to marry Carol, and all of a sudden you're. Oh my word! <laughs> what I have need, I done? I, what have I done? I need crayons. I use crayons, and we, we we tease a lot when when veterans, Marine veterans, come on here about. Oh, we don't have any crayons. Can you write with a normal pen? But only if they're not bigger than we are. We don't. We don't make. Fun uh, he's of them. a big guy. He's a big guy. The oh, last yeah. passion I'll share is that I am an active volunteer for a small dog rescue called Polka Dogs Rescue here in town. If you are a pet lover, if you're thinking about getting a pet, please adopt. There's so many amazing pets that need rescue. If you're in circumstances where you have pets you can no longer care for, please reach out to a local rescue who will find a good home for them. A, lot, a long time ago, I think it was probably in the last century, uh, Pet Rescue by Judy. Yes. We were, we were involved. Fabulous job. We she does a great job. As well. Lots so, of great so, rescues out so there. So cheerleader, Razorback, pet lover, Marine veteran's wife that probably directs him in everything that she he needs sleep. to do. She, she must sleep. not sleep. <laughs> Wow. Well, we cannot thank you enough for being here today. Thank you. And providing all the information. Look forward to coming back. And we're going to bring you back, and we can talk about the Central Orlando Central, Central Florida, Florida Tech, Tech Grove. Grove. Maybe I'll bring Captain Hill with me. Ooh. All righty. We're going to have a great day. You all have a fantastic week. We're heading into the month of December. Enjoy, folks. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.